1: Welcome back. Happy February 11th, 2021. If you landed on planet Earth from Mars this morning or yesterday or the day before last week, you would be forgiven if you thought the president of the United States is one Donald J. Trump. His imagery, words, and import stalk the political welkin ring like no other former president. And he's on trial in the U.S. Senate to be removed from office after all. They cannot rid themselves of him, the politicians in the media, and I'm not sure they want to, which is odd because we were told he was such a scourge when he actually was in office. Are they trying to clean the Argean stables or is it just good copy? Or do the Democrats have little else to offer other than to attack he who is no longer in office? That last one may be the thing. After all, what has Joe Biden done that is monumentally or even marginally different than Donald Trump other than lose jobs? Immigration? Well, Biden is setting up a massive tent city on the border for families and children that cross illegally. COVID? Well, schools are not reopening. The vaccine plan is the same as Trump's. And there's still that meddlesome priest Fauci doing what he does best, contradicting statements of his own from months prior, with all the confidence and surety of someone never in doubt and never right the first or even second time. John Cass writes this of the impeachment trial. Trump is gone. Many Americans want to move on. The people are worried about their jobs, whether they can get the vaccine, whether their children's schools will open. The Democrats don't have the votes to convict them. Chief Justice John Roberts is not even presiding, as required by the Constitution for impeachments of sitting president. The job should fall to Vice President Kamala Harris as president of the Senate. But the Biden White House doesn't want her fingerprints on this lest it backfire. So she steps back to allow Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont to preside. The Democrats want to keep Trump politically alive for their political reasons. But what are they? To essentially put Trump's 74 million voters on trial with him. To distract public attention from President Joe Biden's executive orders and decisions. To drive a wedge between Republicans while binding the competing Democratic wings with a common hatred of their Republican demon. Democrats have thought all along that impeachment wouldn't be costly to them, says political scientist Charles Lipson. He wrote about the Democrats' political logic in the Wall Street Journal and warned of miscalculations. He wrote, quote, but there could be costs that they're not recognizing. One is that Joe Biden has depicted himself as someone who could move the country forward to work across party lines. But the Democratic Party is now looking backwards for revenge. Implicit in all this are the threats and shaming of 74 million Trump voters if they dare question the legitimacy of mail-in voting which helped Biden win the election and which the Democrats now seem bent on federalizing to their advantage or any aspect of election security measures. But there is even more to all this, and it's more alarming that Trump and the fury moron with the horns who barged into the Senate chambers. There are fences now around the Capitol with razor wire and thousands of federalized troops stationed there giving Washington the look of a banana republic. What is frightening is that Democrats and some of their corporate media allies have been busy conflating all Trump voters with domestic terrorists. In a recent essay, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Glenn Greenwald, by no means a conservative, asked, What acts should be criminalized by the new domestic terrorism laws that are not already deemed criminal? They never say, almost certainly because just justice was true of the first set of new war on terror laws their real aim is to criminalize that that which should not be criminalized speech association protests opposition to the new ruling coalition recently msnbc anchor nicole wallace questioned the tactics used against islamic terrorists in the context of trump supporters quote, but my question for you is around incitement. We had a policy, and it was very controversial. It was carried out under the Bush years and under the Obama years of attacking terrorism at its root, of going after and killing. And in the case of Anwar Alaki, an American, a Yemeni-American, with a drone strike for the crime of inciting violence, inciting terrorism, close quote. She went on, quote, Mitch McConnell was in the Senate then. He was in the Senate after 9 11 too. How does Mitch McConnell, who understands that the way you root out terrorism is to take it on, in the case of Islamic terrorism, kill those who incite it? How does he not vote to convict someone that he set on the floor of the Senate incited an insurrection? Close quote. Wallace proves herself to be just another partisan, blithering idiot, but she does reflect the zeitgeist of official Washington now. Now that those who oppose the status quo, who supported Trump, who question media bias, who want to drain the swamp, might all be terrorists. You know, the ones who didn't storm the Capitol and sharply objected to it. What is frightening is this kind of thinking is being adopted by those we once considered the adults in the room, among them former General Stanley McChrystal, former commander in Afghanistan, he said, quote, I did see a similar dynamic in the evolution of al-Qaeda in Iraq. They followed a powerful leader who promised to take them back in time to a better place, and he let them, led them to embrace an ideology that justified their violence. This is now happening in America. I think we're much further along in this radicalization process and facing a much deeper problem as a country than most Americans realize, said the general. McChrystal was once relieved of command after making disparaging comments about then-Vice President Biden. Now he crawls cravenly to seek his place in the new order by sacrificing half the country. As he opened Tuesday's Senate trial with prayer, Senate Chaplain Barry Black said this, Once to every man and nation comes the moment to decide in the strife of truth with falsehood for the good of evil. Mighty God, could it really be that simple? He asked. No, it was never simple, but this is more than simple power politics now. It indeed is. It's the attempted removal from the political scene of an entire half or at least third of the American polity. As if Republicans or conservatives or Trump voters are part of what the Germans call the Volkswertzung. That's the German effort to ban Nazi party symbolism, imagery speech. After all, we've been told Donald Trump is a racist worse than Hitler, Mussolini, Hitler, a fascist, a tyrant. Put the name Trump and the word Nazi into your search engine and you'll get 150 million returns, over 10 times more than if you put any other recent American president in your search instead of Trump. So they play off the emotions of the public by showing depictions of the mob riots on January 6th. But they can make no nexus or connection between what Donald Trump said on January 6th and the instigation, catalyst, or direction to imminent or even latent lawless action. Unlike the caterwauling and fomenting instigations and importunations of the BLM and Antifa riots of last summer against police, especially against police, and private citizens and businesses and American iconography and statues, unlike all that, there is no connection between instigation of violence and violence. The Democrats today describe the fire and appeal to their argument ad misericordium, and appeal to pity, but they have no arsonist, hoping the emotion, the misery, if you will, will prove strong enough, so overwhelming that facts and accuracy and specifics won't matter regarding the defendant. Their truth, first personal plural of my truth, is more important than the truth. Show me the person and I'll show you the crime was obviously the mark of Soviet justice, except here it's show the crime and we'll pick the person we want to be responsible for it. This is the ethics of the Star Chamber and the Salem Witch Trials, a crucible we must fight, er, I'm sorry, a crucible we must resist. In the end, this is the easiest case, impeachment or criminal incitement to defeat, easiest one ever brought to the public. In fact, in a normal court of law, it would be dismissed not just for want of jurisdiction, but for want of stating a claim that meets any single element of incitement. Normal political speech should not be criminalized. What should be seen as criminal is that the left and the Democratic Party is trying to ban speech, engage in viewpoint discrimination, and violate the First Amendment as they turn America into an Orwellian or Soviet-style one-party state, where only if you toe their line are you able to speak. And they call us tyrants and fascists. Given what they have said and done for low, some 60 years, in the past four especially, motions of disqualification should have been filed. Weeks ago. The Democrats and the left have no right to sit in judgment of us or Donald Trump for incitement. They were happy and quiet when courthouses were being firebombed last year. They were happy and quiet when police stations were being taken over last year. They were happy and quiet when chiefs of police were resigning last year. They were happy and quiet when whole cities were being burned last year. They were happy and quiet when over 30 people were killed in those riots last year. They were happy and loud to call for worse than we saw on January 6th. It's not whataboutism. It's rank, it's hypocritical, it's selective, and it's its own version of the Alien and Sedition Acts. But we are not the aliens and seditionists, not we who defend the First Amendment and civil order. They are. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, portions of which are brought to you by Balance of Nature. I take it every single day. It keeps my energy high. It keeps my health up, and it boosts my immunity. It'll do all that for you, too, with tens of thousands of nutrients, vital nutrients, in every single daily dose. All natural vine-ripened fruits and veggies picked at their peak of ripeness reduced into vegetarian capsules using their unique cold press process. To maintain all the benefits of those fruits and veggies. You get 10 servings of fruits and veggies from a daily dose of Balance of Nature. Good, powerful stuff. And they have a great deal. 35% off and free shipping on any new preferred order of their fruits and veggies. Guarantees you wholesale pricing throughout the life of your time with Balance of Nature. Visit them at balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Balanceofnature.com. Discount code BALANCE. Chick Corea masterful musical uh, creator pianist kind of defined jazz fusion in the 70s passes away at age 79 i mention it just to get ahead of Robin's surprise who will mention it if i don't mark is in gold canyon hi mark
0: (laughs) hey how you doing good good? how are you good good i've been a long time fan but uh, that's sweet of you thank uh, you i really like you um your um your monologues in front of every show could be uh, a doctoral dissertation well you're very
1: kind mark <laughs> thank you i don't know what school would grant me a credential with them though to be honest with you
0: um i don't most don't, of don't,
1: them. don't you know it would it would put people in fear i think they would be considered violence in most political science departments
0: yeah absolutely and that's that's one of the reasons i'm calling um First, I got to get this out of the way. The first, I don't know, month or two that I started listening to you years ago, <laughs> I thought you were David Carradine. Really? To me, you sound just like him, and I thought, wow. Uh, Bill,
1: get uh, some football... audio. Bill, Bill, you got to get some audio. What you have? Bill is on the floor. Why is that so fun? <laughs> what? Bill is out. Oh, Bill lost it. What happened over there? That's that funny to you, Bill. I have never seen Bill laugh like, <laughs> turn your mic on, Bill. I want the audience to hear what I'm seeing. No, that's gotta, not what, why did you lose it on that?
0: He's got to know what I'm talking about. Does I mean, he? So, a so-called celebrity having Republican leanings, I mean, I... That, it, maybe it's earth. because
1: I, I, I'm so good at the martial arts. <laughs> is that what it is? Let's assume it's that, and not the death situation that's well, what it, oh i hit it bill bill just said that's oh well it's a weird thing that bill hears david carradine and thinks about the circumstances of his death that's weird bill that's weird well, i was thinking I of think kung you. fu i
0: was too thank you i was actually thinking of kung
1: fu okay thank you bill would you and, and, please get some david carradine audio and get <laughs> i'll tell you the audio people think i i sound like i've never heard david carradine I have heard Dustin Hoffman. Get Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate, would you? Benjamin Braddock, please. Audio of both. All right, Mark, we got that out of the way. Mrs. Robinson,
0: that's really a laugh.
1: Isn't that me? Do that again.
0: That's a laugh, Mrs. Robinson. That's really
1: a laugh. Does that sound like me?
0: This whole idea sounds pretty half-baked. No, it's not. It's completely baked.
1: Yeah, that's me. (laughs) But get me David Carradine, would you? Um, Okay, Mark. You've really started something here.
0: If he could grab a clip out of Lone Wolf McQuaid, Get something out of
1: Lone Wolf, okay, Bill? You got it? Okay. As soon as he picks I, himself off the floor. I just want to move all the feeling. How it liberates your shoulders and your hips,
0: for that matter. You tend to move with it, even though it's not required. You know, you could stand here. Is that like from this, Lone right? Wolf
1: McQuaid or Kung Fu? I don't know. Get me Lone Wolf McQuaid. All right, Mark. Yours
0: has a little, you know, fuller basso profundo. A little more basso tone. profundo.
1: I was going to say, yeah, I think I'm a little <laughs> more BF, B- B- yeah.
0: Anyway, the, the main reason I called is...
1: <laughs> I don't know I, how you're going to top that. That was a special moment in radio, Mark.
0: I, I'm glad. I, I wanted to, to make you laugh a little you, bit. You, you made Bill you know, laugh. <laughs> Bill's all right.
1: Yeah, he's he gets all right. me. He's all right.
0: Um, but listen, I, I'm a politics junkie. I love all of you guys. You, not so much Hannity for what he did on Fox a month ago. But he's what did he still do on, on Fox?
1: By the way, I'm curious what your reference is. I don't think oh, I know
0: it. He, I don't exactly remember, but he turned a lot of us off. He didn't. Um, Oh, I can't. I, can't. I okay. I, can't. I remember.
1: I do now. I think I know the reference. I know it was uh, part of something he monologued on. I think I know what you mean. I know what you mean. All right.
0: Anyway, yeah. You, you know, you, Doctor G, uh, Maha Rushi, all you guys. I love all you guys, and you're, you're our our country's strength.
1: Well, yeah, that's really and, good company uh, to be in. Thank you, Mark. I'm honored to be in it.
0: I, I am so angry as you know, 75 million others of us. But all I hear is wait until we can get the vote out for the next election. Um, I think that's incredibly naive. I understand. As long as the Dominion machines are out there, we're not going anywhere.
1: Well, a couple thoughts, Mark. First of all, there is stuff to be done between now and November of twenty twenty-two. There is, there are things to be done, uh, and and unfortunately, it's going to be having to use the game, play the game that the left has played, absolutely. And 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 part of that is waging um, politics by other means, which is in the courts, and part of that is going to be relying on and supporting and building. Uh, and growing, the conservative legal organizations and institutions, organizations like Alliance Defending Freedom, because they're the ones that are going to be having to sue, um, to sue and stop a lot of these executive orders where you, where state attorneys general can and can't. So you also have to work with or support or encourage your state attorneys general to be stopping these things. Now, Mark Bernavich here in Arizona is off to a really good start. He's already filed, at least as far as I remember, two, certainly one, but maybe two suits now against the Biden administration on their executive orders. That music coming up means I have to take a break, but stay with me, Mark. You can, you can, you can spend some time with me on the other side of this break, can't you? Absolutely. Thank you, absolutely. And, we'll, and we'll entertain other calls as well. 602 La Fiesta, one of uh, Chick Corea's uh, great songs, uh, uh, playing their piano, uh, backing up Maynard Ferguson. We're talking to Mark in <clears throat> Gold Canyon about not waiting till 2022 um, because there's um, a lot of worry about just sitting back and waiting until 2022. Mark, so one of the things we have to do is uh, encourage our states, attorney generals, attorneys general to um, file suits and block these uh, administrative executive orders. That's one. Two, uh, supporting uh, legal defense organizations uh, that are conservative like Alliance Defending Freedom and others. Three, state legislatures have a big role here. The Constitution, U.S. Constitution, gives primary election responsibility to the states, And while we own uh, 60 – we have over 60 percent of the state legislatures across the country. They have got to enact election reforms, Um, whether it has to do with if it's a – I think how many states have dominion, something like 26, whether it's that, whether it's um, voter ID, whether it's the banning of unsolicited mail-in voting. Uh, We had uh, Shauna Bullock, House Representative here in Arizona, Uh, on about a week ago talking about her reforms. I suggest uh, we we help her out on those, support her in that effort. So I I think there's a lot of work for us to do, Mark. But you're right. I'm with you. We can't just sit and wait till 2022. But there's one other thing that I think is going to be more challenging in some states than others that we have to do, and that's to uh, primary out soft Republicans or people who are Republicans um, that are not willing to uh, take on the conservative cause and support it. Um, well, that's kind of that yeah.
0: kind of goes to my point, though. You know how hard our state legislatures been fighting, um, the board of supervisors, and everything. They just they just refuse to comply, and they have the Democrats have are so entrenched in our legal system, they they're getting away with. Um, I will bet you on that on that point. I will bet you the farm, my hat, and your cat that our beautiful president Trump—and I say president because he still is our president—is going to be convicted. And I, I want you're, to. Say you're too, the second
1: person in two days who wanted to make that bet with me, and I find that so interesting. I had a caller yesterday who who took your side and wanted to bet as well. And tell me the reasoning.
0: Well, I mean, I could have, I could have told you, um, you know, a month before the runoff in Georgia that the Democrats were going to take it because they they refused to go give over the Dominion machines, uh, the records, and they used the same machines in the runoff. I, I, I mean, at the same time, I don't want to depress you too much. I mean, I'm still, I'm still positive. I'm still encouraged because a lot of things are going on, apparently under the radar. I'm picking up little rumors here and there, but I mean, on it, we sure could use some good news you
1: are know? you um are you absolutely one hundred percent convinced that whether it was the Senate races in Georgia or the presidential election that there is no Absolutely zero possibility the Republicans could have lost absent fraud.
0: Absolutely, you are. I mean, if you talk to Bill O'Reilly, he's he says there's hardly no solid evidence. But good grief! I mean, I hate to talk so roughly, but you have to be you have to be very foolish. Well, to see all the evidence and not not understand.
1: But I, I guess what I'm asking you is this: while 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 I have been relatively um, agnostic to both sides of this argument, um, or in the middle of both sides of this argument, I haven't been able to to come down hard on one side or the other. I I do want to put in a word for a, a, a piece of caution, um, and it's this. Is it not possible – this is the way I'll put it to you, Mark. Is it not possible that antagonism towards Donald Trump was stronger, was greater than what you and I thought? Is that – this is important and and, and it's, it's worthy of a full airing. So hold with me and we'll, we'll pick up on that side – on the other side. In other words, is it possible you and me overestimated the support for Donald Trump? Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Mark and Gold Canyon and I are talking a little bit about um, November of last year, November 3rd of last year. And, uh, Mark, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but your, your certainty of uh, the election having gone to Biden only, only by dint of fraud, right? Fair enough? Fair summary?
0: Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind. All right. So,
1: so what I want to discuss is the potential, the possibility that it might not have been. And the reason I say that is, um, first of all, uh, Newsmax, OANN, One America News Network, and Fox, which impresses me less, but stick with Newsmax and OANN, have put on air apologies or on air retractions about what they've said about Dominion. Second, is it possible we underestimated? underestimated the antagonism towards Donald Trump to this degree. There wasn't a single poll, not one, not even Rasmussen showing Trump winning in their final polls before the election. Now, the spreads were different. You had uh, everything from a seven-point Biden lead with Reuters to a four-point Biden lead with with Harvard-Harris. 8-point Biden lead with Fox, is it possible that there was more quiet – there was a hidden anti-Trump vote in the way that there was a hidden Trump vote four years before because of his unpopularity? And the reason I ask that is because if that is true and if the polling that shows these Biden supporters, 35 percent on average, didn't know – negative stories about Biden, didn't know the Hunter Biden story, China story, didn't know the um, Tara Reid uh, uh, sexual allegation mm-hmm. stories. We, we have a survey in the swing states that shows upwards of 35 percent of Biden voters didn't know about those stories because the media effectively blocked them out.
0: Yeah,
1: if all of that is true, along with us underestimating the antagonism towards Trump, then we have a much different job than just worrying about dominion, don't we? That's the reason I floated. That's the reason I floated. And that job is figuring out what it was that caused such antagonism. And I think I, I have my own theories if I'm right. Again, I'm stacking up a bunch of suppositions here. But if I'm right, I think I know what it was. And I think it had to do with COVID. I think it had to do with the reaction to COVID. I think it had to do with the messaging on COVID. And I think Donald Trump probably could have, though right on the merits, correct on the merits, I disagree with nothing that he stood for here. I think his um, language could have been a little softer on race. That's my own view. I I, I just said a mouthful. I'll let you respond.
0: Well, I have a couple initials behind my name, but I can't compare – your
1: level. No, and no, no. I, I'm just way you know I I No don't no Mark. I mean listen, I I've just <laughs> done everything I can to think this through as you have. And that's why we have discussions here. Because you could be right and I could be very wrong.
0: Well I'm I'm just some Jamoke off the street. Me too. i <laughs> Yeah but you have a lot more initials behind you. Yeah,
1: which <laughs> just means I wasted time not getting knowledge from the street. That's what that
0: means. <laughs> well I... If you back away from the forest a little bit, okay. Uh, what I see is, uh, and of course, like everyone else, you, you know, on our side, we stayed up pretty late. Yep. Um, on election night. Yep. And uh, in my home state of Pennsylvania, he was ahead by six hundred thousand. I, I understand. And do you ever remember? Now I don't. Um, I'm, I'm much older than you are, but I still didn't, do not remember any, the, on either side, on any election night of, of the general election, when the counting was stopped.
1: No, I don't. You're right about that. But we also remember never had this kind of voting situation with und- with uh, unsolicited mail-in ballots. Not excusing but it.
0: Why? But why would that, why would, and it's.
1: Because they Mostly couldn't count them, things. I think I, I think their position is they didn't count them until you know they had a lot more ca- to count a different way, right they They didn't have the typical machine voting that gave us results well quick, more quickly
0: I, I have to which I is
1: why I want to get rid of this kind of voting system.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree this is this it is lends judged.
1: itself, it lends itself to to abuse, okay, or, as so... William Barr said, to play with fire.
0: So you, you just said it. Um, I, I agree with you. It's, it's the most easily corruptible system. And Dominion Machines and Smartmatic and all the rest of that, if you look into their history, my goodness, they're so easily corruptible. And I had no idea we used them.
1: Well, I don't know what the history them. is. I, I honestly have to tell you. I mean, I, I know what the allegations are. Mm-hmm. But it is odd to me that we got these strong allegations from Sidney Powell about Dominion and history having to do with Venezuela and Europe, and yeah. they were rebroadcast on networks that couldn't be more supportive of Donald Trump, and they all had to retract him. OANN and, and Newsmax. They all retracted it. They said it's not accurate. The Sidneys – allegations were not true. So that concerns me. It concerns me if we're going after the wrong thing. In other words, if so if our passion is to deal with nothing but dominion, that's a forest I don't want to miss certain trees for if the problem is something else. If the problem isn't dominion and we're going after dominion, then we're going to have more problems. We have to go after what the problem was. It might be dominion. But it might be what I'm saying. It might be the media. It might be Donald Trump's unpopularity. I mean, it is something to say, isn't it, when we said all the polls, all the polls had Biden winning and lo and behold, Biden won?
0: Well, you know what the polls said um, in the 2016 election. too. Yes,
1: I do. Uh, Yes, I do. And we had a hidden Trump support there. And I'm just wondering if we had a hidden anti-Trump voting well, population. I mean, I mean, he was very unpopular, Mark. As Mark, much Mark. as I supported him, I think we have to admit he was very popular with the base and very unpopular with – I mean, it's odd that his approval ratings never got above, just a, just never, never, never hit 60 percent, never.
0: Well, I guess you and I will agree to disagree, but I'll tell you what. I don't know if we disagree.
1: I don't know if we disagree. I'm just saying I think it's bigger than dominion, that's all.
0: I don't see how a man was pulling in sometimes like 50,000 people.
1: Because it's not 80 million people.
0: That's true, but he did it for months and months all over the country.
1: I know. Um, I know. He was very supported by the base. And And he was very hated by a lot of people, too.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you know why.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. The left in the media. The left in the media. And that's why I think I'm fine with investigating the Dominion thing. I'm fine with it. But I think the left in the media may have had a bigger role. I really do. Stay close, Mark. This was a great and important discussion. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. John's in Phoenix. Hi, John.
0: Hi, Seth. Can you hear me okay? You bet. Uh, I don't agree or disagree with what you just discussed with Mark. My problem is I have yet to hear a logical reason why the guys down there in Phoenix will not allow an audit of the election results. And until I get what I consider Uh, a valid uh, uh, accounting of of what happened in some of these districts. I'll never believe that Trump wasn't robbed of the election.
1: All right. okay. So
0: what do you think about it? Well, I
1: don't know enough about it, but I do know that um, that we lost by 11,000 votes in Phoenix, excuse me, in the state of Arizona. I know that we won in Maricopa County Um, Two races that – one we didn't think we'd win and one was a tiebreak – was uh, a nail-biter and we won in the county attorneys and the Maricopa County Recorder's Office. And I know that the Libertarian took 50,000 votes, which is um, a lot more than 11,000. So I I just don't know, John. I haven't – I haven't. I ha- I'm not expert enough to understand the intricacies of election law and voting. I am, um, and the and the, and the machinery of it. I, I'm I'm totally open to every investigation we can launch into it. Totally open to it because something doesn't smell right in a lot of cases. I just want to make sure we're going after the right thing, and that we don't rest on our laurels and just say it was all that because it might not have been all that it might have been a lot of other things it might have been the unpopularity it might have been the media bias it might have been the messaging and the communication on public health and race two things americans are visceral about and while i understand you know the argument that Donald Trump had these blockbuster rallies. God love them. God love them. But, you know, Ronald Reagan had a lesson for us, which we usually use in the other direction, but it applies here, too. Don't confuse box office with critics. And Trump had an awful lot of critics, an awful lot. And we did our best to defend him. We sure did. But, you know, it's hard to go up against an entire media, an entire political party, an entire establishment, professional athletics, every college and university, every major corporation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's a hell of a fight. We won it once and we lost it once, maybe. Maybe. But if we're not prepared to check that out and we go after the wrong thing, then we'll really lose again.